Our scripture reading today comes from the second book of Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. Listen for the word of God. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his Lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends words to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean. So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. This story was well known. Matter of fact, the first time Jesus starts preaching He mentions that in the time of Elisha, there were many lepers in Israel, but the only one who was healed was a soldier from Syria. 
So Jesus knew the story. What is this story about? Who is this story really? Who, who makes this story go forward? Is it, is it Naaman and the kings? Queen Esther. Queen Esther. Different story. Good, good insight. Slightly different story. It's the servants. Without the servants, you don't have this story. Now, I want you to listen to this because this really is an amazing story. And there are so many points. There are so many points that this story can just go right off the rails. And probably should go off the rails, and yet doesn't. So when you are an army back in those times, and you have a skirmish, and you win the battle, what do you do? There are spoils to be taken, and the spoils are what? Slaves and money and clothes and jewels and whatever, but part of them is slaves. And so when the Arameans are, are on a raid, they, they win and, and they take this girl from Israel and they take her captive and they give her to the wife of Naaman, who is this mighty warrior. She is serving as a slave in this man's house and he's got leprosy. Now, if you were me, what do you think to yourself? What goes around comes around, right? Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. He had it coming. Isn't that what you think? Am I the only bad man in this entire room? Well, I'm the only, well, some of you are women, okay. But literally, isn't that how we think? We think, yeah, well, you know, it, you know and, and we kind of like it when someone who's doing things that we don't like and it lands on them. Don't we secretly like that? We're not supposed to, but we do. At least I shouldn't say we. I sometimes get an emotional satisfaction, like on a movie. I love, one of the things that Michael and I have been doing is we've been watching the old burn notices. Um, and, and in a burn notices, you got all these bad people, and they're doing bad things, and Michael Weston is a spy. And at the end, there's just some super satisfying ends where they just kind of get it. The people who are bad end up kind of getting it in the neck, and you go, yes! And it feels very satisfying. This is the anti-satisfying ending. The slave girl says, if only... My master were to see the prophet in Samaria, which is Elisha, he would be healed of his leprosy. Now, so that's the first amazing thing that happens. The servant says, You can be healed. Okay. And then Naaman believes it enough to go to his king and say, I've got this servant girl who would never play a trick on me just because we've made her a servant. Just because we've enslaved her doesn't mean she might want to say, neener, 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 gotcha. She would never do that. And the king believes it too. Okay? And the king sends a letter to the king of Israel saying, okay, we got some silver and some gold, and you got some nice garments, and this is my servant Naaman, who is a great warrior, and I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Now, what does the king of Israel think? 
What's he think? Come on, shout it out. Are you kidding me? Why? Because what's the letter really about? It's about the king, isn't it? Of course, if you're a king, everything that comes to you is really about you. Isn't that what we think? It's, he is not looking to heal this guy. He's trying to pick a fight with me. And when I don't get him healed, he's going to have pretext to invade. This is about me, not about some guy with leprosy. That's how kings think. That's how some of us think. You're bad like me, this is how you think. It's, about, it's all about me. And, and, and then the king rips his clothes, and then somewhere down the ride, Elisha hears, and he says, why have you ripped your clothes? And, and this is fascinating. Again, this is, it's, it's all about us, isn't it? Send him to me, not that he will know that there's a God in Israel, but that there is a prophet in Israel. You, look at the story again. I, it just, the humanness of the story just, just jumps out all over the place. That he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. And so Naaman goes and he tramps with his entourage and he, and he arrives at, at uh, Elisha's, it says house, but Elijah was a wild guy and he handpicks Elisha and, and Elisha is probably a wild guy as well. And he gets there and Elisha won't even leave his home. He's inside and he sends one of his servants out and says, go wash in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be made clean. Now what's Naaman do? He's an important guy. You don't treat an important guy. You go out, you know, you come to my house, I'm going to come out and say, what may I do for you? Because Sherm's an important guy. I'm going to come out and I'm going to offer hospitality. That's the rule. You offer hospitality, but this is a foreigner. And, and he's doing raids on him. It's like, I'm going to heal you, but I ain't going to see you. Mm -mm, not coming out of my house to see this guy. And Sherm, as Naaman, gets ticked off because he thinks this is disrespectful. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's, let's call it for what it is. It's disrespectful. And he gets so unhappy that he now, he goes, are not Abana and Farpar, are these rivers not cleaner are these rivers not better than the muddy Jordan River? And he goes to leave. Naaman does everything that he possibly can not to get healed. And again, it's the servants who say, and they call him father, which is an endearing term. So they obviously, he treats the servants well. And he says, Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? How much more so if he simply says, go to the Jordan, dip yourself in seven times, and be healed? He goes to the Jordan, he goes in the river seven times, and scripture says that his skin is returned to the, basically the purity of a young boy. He's made clean. 
which means that his skin probably was, he really did have some, some real stuff going on. How many times do you get in your own way? I mean, I think I get in my own way three times before lunch. <laughs> and that's on a good day when I'm simply tired enough not to be clever. And if I'm really clever, I can probably get myself in six, you know. I can get in my own way all the time. And this story which Jesus tells is propelled forward by people who, these are servants. These are people who you would think, you know what, I don't really care. I'm a slave here. You know, what goes around, comes around. And they don't think that way. They want this guy to be healed. And they move this story along. So I'm going to ask, what are some of the ways, and I want you to be vulnerable right now, because each and every one of us has ways that we get in our own way. How do we get in our own way? How do we do it? What do we do? By being stubborn, you're the only one here. We got one stubborn person and one doubter. Denial, not just a river in Egypt. Anger, I know you're the only angry person in this room. I never get angry, never get angry. Judgmental, see what sinners we are? Yeah. Pride, yeah, 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 yeah. Procrastination. This is mine. I subscribe to Procrastinators Monthly, published quarterly. Fear? Fear. Fear is not one of the seven deadly sins, but it should be. And in the Enneagram, which is nine cardinal points, it's, a, it's there. Ego? Judgment? Pessimism? I doubt it. Speaking before considering the consequences. Idleness. Unwillingness to forgive. Does that ring a bell with anybody else? Because I know the rest of you forgive perfectly in all situations. But there's probably one other person in here besides me that that's a problem for. Absolutely. Yeah, Jan. You ask God for a solution and then you don't like the way it worked out. Or it didn't meet your expectation. You know, um, and this happens to me a lot. Uh, uh, I came from, at, at Fox Island there's a woman, she calls herself a spook. Um, she's, she's not a psychic per se. I mean, she's got a 70% success rate in finding missing children. That's how good she is. I mean, she's really amazing. And um, it, what she does is intuition work. And she believes intuition is, a, is another God-given sensory system like sight, touch, feel, you know, all, it's, it's, it's nothing supernatural for her. It's just strictly intuition. And, and she's got a colleague, and she, she asked her colleague, you know, how do you do your intuition work? He says, well, I, 
I fast for 24 hours, and then I, and I run this big bath, and I light candles, and then I do all this other stuff. And I mean, it's a 24-hour ritual. And he says, well, what do you do? She says, I ask a question. What do I know? And when you talk to her, she doesn't do all the theatrical stuff because that's not her thing. And so it's a little bit like um, Naaman wants him to go out and, and come out and then do, the, do the this and turn around and Jack, Jack Sparrow spit over your shoulder three times and salt or whatnot and do whatever you're going to do and make a good show of it. And when he just says, go and wash, well, that can't, it's too easy. So sometimes we have expectations for how it should be, and then if it's not theatrical enough, well, it can't be real. What am I paying good money for here? So yeah, well, anything else? We get in our own way. Here's the thing. God is here to heal all of us for whatever is going on, whether it's an emotional issue, it's a physical issue, it's a psychological, a spiritual issue, and a lot of times it's the people who are going to help us who we would least expect, and it's usually somebody low on the ladder. It's not up here. The people that help you are your next door neighbor that comes over with a cup of sugar when you just, you know, you know who it is, and you know how it works. So let's be open to what God is doing in our lives. And for Pete's sakes, let's get out of our own way and let God's healing happen. And give thanks to those who have every right to say, neener, 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 and don't. And don't. And say, I know how you can be helped. 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 Can be helped. And you make a great name in I'm, I'm, I'm picking on you. I never pick on you during the sermon. All right, see? See, I'm getting in my, I'm trying to get out of my own way, which I will fail in doing. God is here to offer us healing. Let's get out of our own way.